Well, Razorback fans, I still believe that Arkansas is a good football team. But what's going to keep them from being a great football team this year? Let's talk about it on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Monday, Tuesday. Kind of just depends on whenever you're listening or watching today's podcast. As uh, we did a really fun recap of... Arkansas and kind of what the deal was with them and uh, dealing with uh, the loss to to LSU. And I think a lot of you were pretty level-headed for the most part. Still had a radio show that was done today at the time of this recording that people are still insane. Um, But that's just kind of how it is with fanatics. And we'll talk a little bit more about that specifically here in the next segment. But uh, I wanted to start off, though, with looking at this team right now sitting at 2-2. and where I don't want to speak for everyone, but I'm certainly going to speak for myself and a lot of people that have said something similar to me on social media or whatever about the Razorback football team and how they feel like they should be 4-0. Like you as a Razorback fan feel like you should be 4-0 and you're not, you're 2-2. Two and two. And whenever somebody brings that up or if someone ever says that, Sometimes it's easy to have other people pounce on them and be like, well, yeah, you, you know, well, you're just, you, you can't ever believe that. You can't ever say that because you are what your record says you are, which is 100% true. But I think, again, speaking for myself, when people bring that up of saying that uh, they, they should be 4-0 or they, they should be this or should be that, it's because the games that you lost, especially this season, have been more so about you making the mistakes and less about the other team just beating you. Credit to the other team. I, I want to make that very clear. Credit to the other team. But I think any rational person can look at Arkansas and the two games that they've passed played and the two games that they've lost. They lost by a touchdown to BYU and three points to LSU. To where on the field, they belonged on the field. They did a lot of great things on the field. But what kept them from taking that next step was their own mistakes. And if they didn't have all those mistakes, and I think we talked about it yesterday, if you just cut the mistakes in half, Arkansas wins both these games and they're sitting at 5 and a, or 4-0. And that's where the frustration is coming in for all, all these Razorback fans about Sam Pittman and about the team, about everybody, is it's not that you've lost, it's how you've lost. If you would have gotten beat by LSU handedly, it's just maybe chalked up to more about LSU being LSU. Or if you would have lost to BYU in a thrilling game where it was just two good teams going at it and you lost because the other team made a play or two more than you, especially at the end, you're not happy, but you can at least accept it a little more. But when you lose both of these games in such a close fashion, in games where you had a two-possession lead and in a game where... You feel like you have enough players, enough talent, enough going for you, enough depth to win these games, and you don't because you are the one that's screwing yourself up. You are the one that's not 
taking advantage of those opportunities. You're the one that's not being able to look at the goal line on first and goal and punch it in or on third and short have a false start penalty or, you know, whatever it is. Like, it's, it's about your own mistakes that you're making, which is making this so frustrating. Now, we can sit here and we can talk about, well, that's on the coaching, that's on Sam Pittman, it's his problem. And that's fine, because, I mean, I think that it's a collective group, and I think some blame, of course, goes on Sam Pittman, and I think some blame goes elsewhere. But that's not really what I'm trying to get into. I'm not trying to get into, you know, who shot John. I'm trying to figure out exactly what this team is lacking how they can fix it, if they can fix it, and if they do fix it, what it'll look like. And to me, that is the, the, the sole thing that is keeping Arkansas from being great right now. I, I had some fans from other fan bases, which is fine. I, I don't care. But like some of them were like going back to when I had a prediction of like Arkansas going to 9-3, and three, even though I sarcastically said it about with uh, Paul Feinbaum. But I think I had Arkansas going 8-4, and 9-3. and three. Uh, somewhere in that range, I believe nine and three on this podcast, but still like people are bringing that up, which by the way, nine and three is still in play. So there's that, but people were like, just owning me like, Oh man, you're an idiot. You just told you like, it's like, okay, you can say that. And they're not, they're two and two, but you can look at it. You can look at it and see why you can see why Arkansas is good enough to be a nine and three team this year. I mean, really look at this team. Look at what they did against LSU on the road. Look at what they did against BYU. And I'm not saying BYU is the same level of LSU, but it's there. You can see it. You see glimpses of it. It's just there's no consistency to it. They end up shooting themselves in the foot, and it ends up costing them. And that's the whole problem with this whole thing. It's just you are keeping yourselves from being a great football team. The SEC... I'm not saying it's wide open like some are, but it's about as wide open as it's been in a long time. Long time. Like, there is not one team that I see that is just far and away light years better than everybody else. Like, Georgia's still pretty good, but even they've shown some flaws. I mean, LSU is probably the other team that everyone's looking at, and you should have beaten them. And so, it, it's just, it feels like this could have been the time for Arkansas to take that next step. But because of their own mistakes, it's what's keeping them from getting to that point. I've said yesterday that I still believe they can fix it. I still believe that they can put it into practice. I still believe that they can make some things out of it to you know, salvage the rest of the year for sure. I don't think the season is considered a failure just yet. Some of you are already off the Sam Pittman train, and that's fine. Do what you want to do. I'm not going to tell you one way or the other. I'm not. I'm not jumping off the Sam Pittman drain. But I have said, though, that if he does not make it to postseason, if they don't make a bowl game this year, then a change needs to be made. But we're not there yet. Let's see how this plays out. But the point is, is that the frustrations I understand and I get, and I think that that's maybe sometimes, I'm just going to sound so conceited and arrogant, but I think sometimes some fans can't coherently say it in that way where it's not that they're mad or they hate Sam Pittman or that they hate the, the players or the team or that they, they hate all the, like, I think it's more of just like, we're losing because of ourselves. We're not losing because of someone else just being so much better than us. We're losing because we are shooting ourselves in the foot with our own mistakes. And I don't care what team you are. I don't care what level you're at. If you have those problems and, and if that ends up being 
the issue that you have, if you're a penalized, a heavily penalized team, you're not going to win many games. If you're a team that can't punch it in on the goal line when it's first and goal, you're not going to win many games. But you can adapt, you can adjust, and you can put it together. But this idea that like fans, for the most part, are upset, rightfully so, I think, I think it's somewhere in the middle. You got some fans that are way over here that are just going above and beyond saying, fire everybody. And then you got some fans over here that are, you know, just blinded by, you know, well, you know, everything's fine, good. What did you expect? Blah, blah, blah. Go, it's in the middle there. It's in the middle. Arkansas is in the middle right now. That's where I, I, I kind of lie. I don't like some of the things that the team has done. I don't like some of the things that Sam Pittman has done. I've disagreed with it. You know, and, you know, the specific examples of it, too. But you cannot deny the fact that Sam Pittman, folks, is still better than what Arkansas had with Chad Morris, for sure. He's a better coach than, Sam, than Brett Bielema. Sam Pittman is a better football coach than Brett Bielema. That may not be enough. That may not be enough. But I believe that. And I still want to see the season play out. And I still believe this team is going to keep fighting. They cut down the mistakes. They win games. Arkansas, if you just don't have as many penalties and, as, and if you're able to get into the red zone, if you just do those two things, if you have less than seven penalties in this game against Texas A&M and when you have it on first and goal, we'll say that because I think they average like first and goal like two or three times a game and say at least two of those first and goals you punched in for a touchdown, Arkansas is going to win the game against A&M. In fact, they will probably win most of the games left on their schedule just by those simple things. So this is my plea to Arkansas. This is my plea to the team. And I'm not telling them anything that they don't know. But my plea is, is if you lose, you lose. It happens. You live to fight another day. But do not let this season, do not let your season, your year, your special moment, maybe it's your final year, do not let it be dictated as a failure because of your own mistakes. It's a failure because you're just not a great team or you're not. That's one thing. But you are. You are a good team. You're a very good team. Just limit the mistakes and it changes everything. So many times in life, we always, as human beings, can sometimes get in our own way of being the best version of ourselves that we can be. That's kind of how I feel Arkansas is doing it right now. Just step out of the way, relax, take a deep breath, and do your job. You do that, you're going to have a high level of success. I promise you that. Folks, we know that uh, with the uh, Arkansas-Texas A&M game coming up, there's a lot of people that's going to be making the trip down there to Arlington, or maybe you already live in the Arlington area, and you're looking to buy tickets. Well, look no further because game time tickets is where it's at. You shouldn't have to worry about buying them and all these extra prices and just trying to figure out where and how and, and, and you know, I don't want to spend too much in the, in the selling and buying process. Don't worry about any of that because game time tickets, as you cover, they have last minute, minute ticket deals, they have flash deals, they have zone deals. It's easy to find and buy tickets for every event in the area, not just for football games, but for concerts, uh, for comedy shows, theater events. They have it all. It's the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase, where you can see the view of the seat before you buy it. You know exactly where you're sitting and what to expect. All in prices show your total upfront. So you know you're getting a great deal without all these stupid hidden fees and buying tickets in seconds in just two taps. It's as simple as that. So I encourage all of you to go 
to GameTime app, to the GameTime app and create an account and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-C-O-L-L-E-G-E for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Um, uh, You know, this was a topic that I think is very important. And I honestly thought about leading the show off with this topic because I feel very strongly about it. But I, I decided that I wanted to maybe go into a little bit more depth and then we'll get into some updates on everything too. Because uh, Sam Pittman met with the media today and discussed uh, a lot of the things about previewing Texas A&M and everything. But he was asked a couple of questions and it, this really stood out to me, folks. And I, and I encourage all of you to, to really listen to this or to watch this from Sam Pittman. Uh, he, there's going to be two clips that we play and they're just a couple minutes long, but the first one is why he deleted his Twitter. We talked about that. Like he deleted his social media last week, he deleted his Twitter last week, and he was asked about some of the reasons behind it. And he provided his reasons. Take a listen. You know, when you're a public figure, I think everybody thinks it's okay to bash public figure people. That'd be musicians, coaches, you know, whatever it may be. And, I'll be honest with you, I just got sick of it. And so I decided to. Now, my friend over here has told me I need to bring it back. Well, the only reason I had it in the first place is he's he's so mad at me right now. (laughs) That the only reason I had it in the first place is for recruiting. And I'm told it would do well for the university if I'd bring it back. I do not believe that you can hide behind a phone and address people as personally as what people do. I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's right. And I don't think it's right for the kids. I mean, I, I'm a counselor last week for my punter, for my some old linemen, for this. And that's to me, that's not what it, what it is for a bunch of people that's hiding to talk about you. And if you want to ask me a question, but everybody knows I'm fat and everybody knows I got a big chest and all that. To do that, who does that make feel better? Who does that make it's uh, not right? And I'm not, people say, well, you make a lot of money. It ain't got nothing to do with people bashing you personally now. And um, you, you can talk about my coaching all you want and this, that, and other, but going attacking me and guys on the team, it's not right. I'll never feel like it's right. And that, that, that is with musicians. That is with any – you can't – as a coach, you can't have a political affiliation. You can't have a religious affiliation. You can't do anything, okay? But you can take it. Well, I got tired of taking it. I closed my Twitter account. So, I, it looks like I'm going to fire it back up. <laughs> But but uh, uh, that's how I feel about it, and all that's going to do is get some more people bashing me. So go right ahead because I don't have Twitter. It's Channel 5 in northwest Arkansas for credit to that video. Um, it, it, you know what? I, I 
I hear Sam Pittman when he says those things. And, you know, some people have brought up, like he get, he did, he's like, oh, you make all this money. And therefore, you should never be, hey, who cares if you're criticized or whatever, because you make all this money, you can get over it, you can handle it. And you know what? I Going back to his point, it's like, yeah, if you're talking about coaching, if you're talking about what's going on on the field and his decisions on the field, that's one thing. But it's like when it becomes personal and when it becomes over the top and when it becomes of, you know, you're talking about, you know, people's physical appearance or talking about, you know, people's family members, you know, whatever it is, that's when it crosses the line, but there's no accountability for it because it's just the day and age we live in in social media. And so I get a lot where he's coming from and I can even respect a lot where he's coming from, but you know, him getting sick of it and him, you know, just getting off of it because like I said, he's just doing it for recruiting purposes anyways. I'm fine with it. Like if that, if that's what it takes to, you know, make your mental health a lot better, I think that that's a, a very important thing because I think mental health is a very important thing. Um, but yeah, I've always believed that you know, people just hide behind and say whatever they want. And, you know, sometimes it's not even the person that's saying it like they pose as a fan of the like of the Razorbacks when they're not a fan, but they just want to stir stuff up. Like it's just it gets really annoying and it gets frustrating. So I understand that. But then he also went into uh, talking about mental health and for the kids and for uh, the players itself. And I thought it was a really powerful message from him, especially when he was talking about Max Fletcher, the punter, uh, where he gives a specific example and take a listen to this. Mental health is a big, big deal. Um, we talk about it. We we have several guys that are in counseling. Um, we encourage it. Um, <laughs> Fletcher was at practice on Monday. He's lower and low. And I walk by him. I become that counselor at times. And I walked by him. I said, hey, Max, what's wrong with you? Social media. I said, I ain't going to tell you everything I said. But but I said, what are they saying, Max? Went to Australia to get a 10-yard punter and, you know, all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Why'd you go all that way to get a guy that can't kick and all that? And I said, Max, they didn't say I'm fat on there, did they? He said, yes, sir. I said, <laughs> What about my chest? Did they say anything about that? He started smiling then. He said, yes, sir. And I said, was I supposed to get fired on Sunday? He said, yes, sir. <laughs> I said, well, I'm still here. They got two out of three, right? You know? And uh, so, and then I think a big part of him is, you know, he punted once for 53 yards and then he did the fake and I was really happy for him. But to answer your question, there's a lot of – we talk about a lot of things and one of them happens to be mental health uh, that we need to help these kids. There's a lot more going on in their life right now than possibly when I was a kid, If you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with this, you know. There's a lot of good about this, but there's also if you get, go the wrong direction with it, it can it can spoil your day or whatever. So, the really powerful stuff there from Sam Pittman and, and talking about you know dealing with mental health of his kids and trying to uh, make it make it all make sense and you know deleting the social media and all that. And so I just wanted to play a few of those clips and uh, just give a quick remark on it. You know, I, I hope that anyone who listens to this podcast or watches this podcast or anything 
are not one of those people that do those things. You know, I, I hope not. I know it's a small minority of people that do. Uh, and usually, again, it's, it's either trolls or it's just people that are wanting to get a reaction or anything or the people that are just drunk. Like, it's usually one of those three. But you got to remember something, folks. Like, these, these are still college kids that have a lot of pressure on them. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's about, you know, just doing what's right and saying what's right. It's going to be intense, and that's why it's in the SEC. I mean, this is a very intense league, and pressure comes along with it. And I'm not saying that you can't be upset. I'm not saying that you can't voice your displeasure. Like, and I'm not even saying that you can't tweet at Sam Pittman or tweet at somebody, you know, just saying, you know, uh, just being critical of the game itself, even though I still wouldn't do that. But if you're doing it, I don't, you know, that's, that's whatever. That's what you want to do. But the crossing of the line and making it very personal and hurling personal attacks and doing things like that, that's just something nobody ever needs to do. And I hope none of you actually do that, but it's out there. And, you know, people talk about all oh, these kids need to get tough. Yeah, some of them do. But you know what? Social media has changed a lot of things, folks. And if you were younger, I was younger, growing up in this day and age in social media, we'd be the same way as these kids. So don't act like it was just like, oh, we were tougher in my day. Maybe so. But it's still a different world because of the social media age that we live in. And, you know, here's the thing. Like, and I'll end on this. Like, I'm not asking for sympathy or anything. But it's like, I get... I, I've just the past couple of weeks, I've gotten insults hurled at me and I didn't even play. <laughs> like I had people bringing up my physical appearance. I had people bringing up, um, you know, the, the stuff that I said before and, and just like completely going in after my intelligence, which is whatever. Uh, but when it does cross the line, this actually happened to me recently is that I had, you know, people bring up uh, my family members names and tweets and I ain't having that. I'm just not having that. And it's happened to me. For, I didn't even do anything. Like, I wasn't even, on the, I wasn't even playing in the game, so I can't imagine what some of these kids are going through. Plus, we all know that I have a big fan on a social media that always refers to me as the fanboy. But that's the type of stuff I can take. I don't mind it. But there's always a line that you don't cross. So just before, think before you tweet. And just remember that these are still kids. You're still human beings. These are still human beings that are just trying to do the best they can, just like all of us. So just keep that in mind whenever the frustrations come about. Just keep that in mind and keep remembering that it is, it is bigger than football. And I'm not saying you can't be upset, but just channel your energy into the right places. That's all I'm saying. This episode is brought to you by Markel from Fayetteville to El Dorado and everywhere in between. Markel has been helping Arkansas small business community for over 30 years. Markel is a global specialty insurer with a truly people-first approach because to them, insurance is more than just a piece of paper. It's a promise to help people get back on their feet. We spend a third of our lives working, so on-the-job injuries can be expected. You work hard to build your business, so it's important to make sure that you and your employees have the right insurance coverage. Whether you're new to the business or celebrating a 25th year anniversary, whether you have one employee or a thousand employees, Markel aims to understand your workers' compensation insurance needs. So find a local independent agent to get a free workers' compensation insurance quote today at markelinsurance.com slash locked on. That's M-A-R-K-E-L insurance.com slash locked on. Markel Insuring. America's small businesses since 1930. Insurance carrier coverage, dividends, and services availability may vary by state. Markel is a registered trademark of Markel Group Incorporated. We also have a very special sponsor here, newly to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, and it is DoorDash. Now, are you missing that syrup for your pancakes that you just made, or did you run out of your favorite coffee creamer? Well, with DoorDash delivery for groceries, you can get what you wanted right when you need it. 
Love have the convenience of getting what you want right to your door. That's what DoorDash helps you out with. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best one in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. Want even more value? You can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a DoorDash Pass membership. Get 50% off. That's right, 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. It's a limited time offer and terms do apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and in the App Store, enter in promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Don't forget, that's LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for 50% off your first order, your first order with DoorDash. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, just a few uh, quick hitters as far as uh, some news and whatnot. Uh, Rocket Sanders, and I know a lot of people have been wondering about the update on him. As of right now, at the recording of this podcast, um, they still don't know. They still got to figure out what's going on. They're going to evaluate him. I think they were going to evaluate him today, and we'll wait and see. Uh, he could end up playing against Texas A&M, but not. But as far as an update, we don't know just yet. My guess would be even if he does play, no one's going to know about it until game time or at least close to it. So we will see. Also, the Arkansas Ole Miss game, which won't be until next Saturday, they got their official kickoff time announced. It will be at 6.30 o'clock, 6.30 o'clock, 6.30 p.m. on Saturday. And it's going to be on the SEC network. This game is always crazy. I can't remember the last time, though, this game was a night game at Ole Miss. Um, I'm sure it has been recently, more recently than I even probably understand. But if it's during the Chad Morris years, I don't remember because I blocked those years out just like so many of you did and hopefully still do. Sorry to bring it up. But yeah, so we're going to have a little uh, night action over there in Oxford for that game. And finally, some basketball news. Eric Musselman, the Razorback basketball head coach, is restructuring the Razorback basketball staff that reflects the new NCAA rules that went into effect, where they now allow five assistant coaches for on-court instructions during practices and games. So Todd Lee, Michael Musselman, and Ronnie Brewer will join Keith Smart and Anthony Ruda as assistant coaches. Smart, Ruda, and Michael Musselman will be designated as the off-campus recruiters, along with head coach Eric Musselman. And uh, they will also, uh, Michael Musselman will still be director of recruiting, and uh, Ronnie Burr will still be recruiting coordinator. So some uh, significant news there, but, you know, that's great for those guys, and it's great that the NCAA did that, and it's great for Michael Musselman and Ronnie Burr and all those guys involved because, again, we know this coaching staff works very hard and does a really good job at it too, so they're, they're definitely deserving of all of that, so kudos to them. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter, Buzz John Neighbors, for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.